Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. Matthew chapter 13, verse 47, and it reads again, and this is from the New American Standard Bible. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet cast into the sea and gathering fish of every kind. And when it was filled, they drew it up, <clears throat> they drew it up on the beach and they sat down and gathered the good fish into containers. But the bad fish they threw away. Verse 49 says, so it will be at the end of the age, the angels will come forth and take out the wicked among the righteous and will throw them into the furnace of fire. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. <clears throat> Verse 51 says, have you understood all these things? They said to him, yes. I want to talk to you um, as we're concluding this series, The Kingdom of God is Like. For the last few weeks, we've been in Matthew chapter 13, and we've been um, talking about uh, the kingdom of God. Um, ladies and gentlemen, now we have come to diverse, uh, come to this parable talking about the parable of the dragnet. Last week we dealt with, we dealt with the parable of the pearl of great price. Uh, and, and, and now he, he, God, Jesus is doing and he's teached and he's been teaching about the kingdom he's been comparing giving uh uh he's been speaking in parables ladies and gentlemen uh, uh pairing uh 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 you know he he's been pairing these stories with with uh with a spiritual truth he's been uh um uh, comparing things that they would know uh, through uh, agriculture and all of these things. And he's preparing it with a spiritual truth. He's pairing it with a spiritual truth. And the goal of this whole series, ladies and gentlemen, is for you to understand what the kingdom of God is in its present state. What you will understand what the kingdom of God is is so that you can move and operate with the kingdom mindset here on the earth. That was the goal and that is the goal of this series. And so ladies and gentlemen, I wanna paint the scene of where we are in our text. Ladies and gentlemen, is that again, that Jesus has moved and he's been talking about these different parables and now we find ourselves here at one of the last parables that talks about the parable of the dragnet. In this point of the text, ladies, Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus is talking solely to his disciples. He's not talking to the multitude. Uh, we know this because in verse 36 of the text here in Matthew chapter 13, he sent the multitude away. He sent them away and now he's pouring into the 12. All right, now he's going a little deeper to explain to the 12, the ones that will carry the message of the kingdom, the ones uh, who the, who, the, who are part of the, king, uh, of the church foundation that is being laid. Matter Matter of fact, when you look at the new temple that will be built, you will see that the temple will be built on 12 apostles names. And you will see, ladies and gentlemen, is that Jesus is pouring now into the ones that are going to carry this thing forward. All right. That is going to carry this thing forward, ladies and gentlemen. And so here we have it. 
is that he talks to the disciples and he talks to them, ladies and gentlemen, now with a parable uh, 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 concerning, uh, with a fishing reference. Uh, with a fishing reference, uh, Jesus explains the kingdom to them. He uses uh, what some of their trade, uh, uh, some of what their trade is, and he pairs it now with a spiritual truth. Ask me, how do I know this is because this is significant because in Jesus' day, fishing was was one of the primary trades, ladies and gentlemen. And also we know that four out of the 12 disciples were fishermen. Uh, let's go to the, what the word says here in Matthew chapter four. Matthew chapter four, verse 18 says, and Jesus walking by the sea of Galilee saw two brothers, Simon, who is now called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen. Verse 19 would say, then he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Verse 21 would say, going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee and John, his brother in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. He called them and immediately verse 22 says again, immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. This kind of goes along with what Pastor Vernon Hill was saying last Sunday, that when you hear the word of the kingdom, them, there has to come with some form of urgency. They did not just keep, keep mending the net, ladies and gentlemen, but they saw something in Jesus. They didn't just follow randomly. They had to have been watching him for a while because Jesus was doing ministry and he was moving all about in Galilee. And there was something that they saw in him that said they got to follow. Hallelujah. Sometimes it's not always about being around the person or knowing them up close. It's by just watching them from afar. And there was something that they had to see about this man to say mm, something about him I'm going to follow him I don't know him that well but I'm going to follow him I, I, there's something about this guy that I have to follow and so Jesus uses ladies and gentlemen a fishing reference in regards to the kingdom, ladies and gentlemen, in regards to the kingdom, he tells them that, hey, I'm going to make you fishers of men. I'm going to make you fishers of men. And so here we have it, ladies and gentlemen, the parable of the dragnet. Before I go a little further, ladies and gentlemen, I want to show you how the parable of the dragnet and the parable of the wheat and the tear is the same. It's similar in some type of ways. And can I explain to you how it's similar? It's similar because both is similar because this parable, ladies and gentlemen, and the parable of the wheat and tare is explaining, ladies and gentlemen, the present state of the kingdom. Can I break that down and what it means? The present state of the kingdom, ladies and gentlemen, is the is Jesus is referring to a time period between his first and his second coming. He's referring to a time between his first and his second coming coming. That means the present state of the kingdom while it's on the earth. He's referring to a time and he's saying that in the present state of the kingdom as is right now here on the earth, there is a mixture that you will find. What do you mean by that, Pastor Brandon? Where there is there is good, there is the good seed that would talk about the wheat and the tare, but here in the fishing reference, you have good fish. But when among the good fish, ladies and gentlemen, the bad is in the midst of it. 
In the midst of, uh, of the tear, of the midst of the wheat, ladies and gentlemen, tears, as it said earlier, the, it said the wicked ones, the enemy so tears among the wheat. In other words, in the present state of the kingdom, which I'm finding very interesting, is that you're always going to find a mixture of people that don't belong there, but have mixed themselves into it, into its present state. So you have it in the present state where you have good, the good that's there, and then you always, and then you have the bad that is mixed into it. And then also, it also describes a future, a future event. The future event is where God, where Jesus then sends the reapers, as in the wheat and the tear, or here in this text, he sends the fishermen and they divide them. The fishermen in the text would be the angels, where they then divide and take the bad, take the good fish, throw them into containers, and the bad fish is then turned and taken into, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is thrown away and they're thrown out. This is describing when Jesus then comes back the second time and he really he really divides and he makes sure that the those who were in the kingdom that were mixing into the kingdom that was tried that were not uh, truly converted that were not sincerely converted that did not sincerely repent and that not sincerely believed on his name those are the ones that will be cast into the lake of fire don't you tell me for one second that Jesus did not preach about hell you come to find again that Jesus makes the same reference in verse 42 that in verse 42 he made earlier talking about how the angels the reapers as he said are going to come and gather them up and throw them into the pit of fair uh, into the pit of fire where there's a gnashing of teeth Ladies and gentlemen, now I believe more than ever that here in America, God is drawing a, a great divide. Hallelujah. And you're going to have to make a decision on what side you are on. Here we have it, ladies and gentlemen. He says the kingdom of God is like a dragnet. What is a dragnet? Dragnet was actually a large square net that was pulled through, through the water behind a boat. It was weighed down so it would form a cone-shaped drag catching everything in its path. I want you to look at that. It's on the screen right now that it is this drag net that you see that is on your screen, ladies and gentlemen. It is. It was a large square net pulled through the water behind a boat, and it was weighed down so it would form a cone-shaped drag catching everything in its path, catching everything that was in his path. And he says the kingdom of God is a dragnet. What is he describing? What is the spiritual reference of this dragnet, ladies and gentlemen? The spiritual reference of this dragnet is, is he saying that the dragnet represents, or the fisherman's net, if that's better to say, represents the message of the kingdom. It represents the message, the good gospel, the good news, the good tidings that the, that Jesus brings, the salvation that Jesus brings, ladies and gentlemen. As Pastor Vernon Hill said last Sunday in Luke chapter 
chapter 4, verse 18, Jesus made it very clear what his assignment was. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim the liberty to the captives and recovery of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, what we come to preach and what God has anointed every follower, oh my God, every follower of his to do is to bring good news to those who are oppressed, to let them know that liberty has come, to let them know that freedom has come. The gospel of the kingdom is the gospel of freedom. It is the gospel message to let you know that Jesus came, that even while we were yet sinners, that Christ died for the ungodly. This is the kingdom message that we have to bring, that you don't have to look for, oh my God, validation from this person and that person or things that you don't got to seek love in all the wrong places. But there's one that loved you before you loved him. Oh my God, help me in here. The Bible says that he loved us before we even thought about him, before he was even a thought that Jesus came to find us. It is the gospel message that Jesus said in the parable of the lost sheep that he said, I'll go after the one. I'll leave the 99 just to chase the one. And that because this is what the kingdom message does. It goes after those who are lost. And it gives you an, an identity. It gives you what your identity was before the foundation of the world. And that's found in Christ. This is the kingdom message that we preach, ladies and gentlemen. Hear me and hear me good, ladies and gentlemen. You are not going to catch any fish with man-made philosophy. You're not going to catch any fish with world theology. You're not going to catch any fish with cultural beliefs and trends. Oh my God, let me tell you something, church. The only way we are going to see people be saved, the only way that the kingdom of God is going to advance is not because of how great your LEDs are. It's not because of how great you may look or what you got put together. It's not about what you say. It's about what you're saying that is found in the gospel that's going to transform somebody's life. It is not something that you're going to find from a Will and Jada Red Table Talk. It is nothing that you're going to find from an Instagram guru. The only thing you're going to find is in hearing the word of God that says repent ye therefore for the kingdom of God is at hand. Say I hear you Pastor B. The reality, ladies and gentlemen, this is the kingdom that we preach, and that's the only way it's going to advance. Hear me. He said the kingdom of God is like a dragnet, a fisherman's net. And he says it right here. There's three things I want to show you. There's three things I want to show you. He says it's a fisherman's, it's a fisherman's net. And he said, that is the, he said, the message of the kingdom. It is not a complicated message. People make it complicated. It's nothing complicated about the message. Hallelujah. It is not even complicated about what you got to do. Oh my God. People make it complicated with their own world traditions and their cultural traditions is what made it complicated. The people like the Pharisees is what made salvation complicated. People like the Sadducees is what make it complicated. No, it is as simply as believing that Jesus Christ is Lord. It's that simple. It is that simple. And here we have it, ladies and gentlemen, in Matthew, the 13th chapter, he says the kingdom of God is like a dragnet. Can we go a little further? As, we, as I 
look at this study. There's some things I found about this net that this net didn't come from anywhere. Thank you. It came, verse, 40, verse 47, it says, a dragnet cast into the sea. Can I show you something? That the ladies and gentlemen, it said the net is cast to the sea. That means that it has to be cast out. You have to throw it out there. You can't go fishing without having a net with you. You cannot go fishing without the proper uh, uh, the proper uh, uh, equipment to go and handle what you may find and catch. Oh, my God. In other words, what Jesus is saying, what you take, let me tell you something. You as a believer, and what I'm trying to tell you, the disciples, is that what you go out into the world to carry, you got to carry the gospel of the kingdom. And what you do with that is you throw it out into the sea. The sea, ladies and gentlemen, represents the world. It represents the world. Can I help you? Paul said it in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. He says, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. That's a part of the kingdom message, being reconciled to God, telling you that you were far away from God, that you were lost before you met God. And what he's saying is be reconciled to God. But really what he's saying, Paul said, we are ambassadors of God, and our job is to implore you, to tell you. And by imploring, that is casting our net out there and saying, hey, come, come. He said the net is cast. Who cast the net? Is it the pastor that casts the net only? No. Is it the, those who have the mic in church who cast the net? No. He says, no, you are an ambassador of Christ. The moment you gave your life to Christ, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, you became a minister of reconciliation. The moment that you gave your life to Christ, you didn't have a PhD in this. You didn't go to seminary school for this. This word tells it right here that you're imploring people. How do you implore people? You implore people to come to Jesus. Jesus, through the life that you live, the Bible says that we are written living epistles written upon our hearts. Oh, my God, that's been written upon our hearts. He said we are living epistles that God has written upon our hearts. Are you hearing me? The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, is that the moment you have a responsibility, ladies and gentlemen, how in the world do you feel comfortable knowing that you that you know what you know that you know that you're going to heaven and the people around you are going straight up to hell? How in the world can you live comfortable with yourself knowing that you didn't share with your friend? Oh, because you were seeing them twerk. Y'all are having a good old time. But guess what? That good old time is leading them to hell. And the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, is that you got to responsibility to share with your friend and they do with it what they must do with it but other than that it's not on my hands after that you got a responsibility hear me and hear me good you do not escape the responsibility god is not going to say pastor brandon how many people that you uh, 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 that you save how many people that you lead to christ guess what i'm not the only one gonna stand up there to make an account you're gonna have to make an account as well he said the net is cast to the sea. The net is cast into the sea. It is cast. Jesus and his followers is the one that cast this net. And here's the other thing that I found so amusing about it. The scripture then says that the net catches every kind. Oh, my God. It catches every kind of fish. Oh, my God. Oh, my 
goodness. So the kingdom of God is made up of every kind. Oh my God, we got some African Americans. We got some Caucasians. We got some uh, Asians. We got a little bit of everything here that is in this net here. Oh my God, in the kingdom of God, let me tell you something. The kingdom of God does not consist of one race. It, oh my God, it consists of different nations and oh my God, tribes and creeds. The kingdom of God is more than a Democrat and a Republican party. The kingdom of God is beyond that. The kingdom of God is for those who've made their God their son. Oh my God, who's made him their son, that made them their hope, ladies and gentlemen. And he said that some of every kind of fish that is in it, ladies and gentlemen. There is a legend that the that the Sea of Galilee has over about hundred uh, has about 54, 58 different species of fish that is in the sea, ladies and gentlemen. And he's saying that it catches almost every kind of fish, ladies and gentlemen. And that means that this net, I get, I told you earlier that the net catches everything that's in sight. It the net doesn't have any control. Watch me. The net doesn't have any control on what gets caught up in it. God, I praise you. Let me tell you something. The problem with some of us is that we want to control what the net catches. You can't control what the net catches. All you can control is who going. You can't control what the net catches. All you can control is you throwing the net out, ladies and gentlemen. Because guess what? The net is going is going to be caught up with different type of people. There's going to be some good, but there's going to be some bad in it. Uh, he said, uh, some of every kind of fish. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? That means you got to deal with people that are caught up into the net that is not all the way transformed yet. <laughs> Oh my God, help me in this room tonight. That means you have to be, oh my God, that means you have to be long-suffering with people who are trying to get it together in the net, ladies and gentlemen. Matter of fact, you didn't get it all, oh my God, you didn't get it all together when you first got caught up in the net, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my God. Let me tell you something. If God, if, oh my God, if people could control what we, let me tell you something, you wouldn't even be in the net if Jesus controlled who in the world responded to the gospel. Oh my God! Listen, some of us want to be uh, so uh, uh, so uh, uh, so sacrilegious, and when you see what a person got on, or when you see what they look like from the external, that you don't think that that person is deserving of salvation. I'm gonna deal with this first part here, and it's, it's some of every kind. Is some of you right now? He said, "Control it." No, 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 no. TCF, we don't control. Uh, we don't control, ladies and gentlemen, who comes into the net. All we can do is control once they get there what we can do with them. Oh my God! And oh my God, it's up to the person to make a decision who gets caught up into the net. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? It is not our job to deal with those who's struggling in their sexuality, they're gonna be caught up into the net. Oh, y'all ain't gonna hear me, y'all ain't gonna help me now. Those who's struggling with their identity is gonna be caught up into the net. Those somebody who's abusing their their wife is gonna be caught up in that net, oh my God. They like to dress themselves up as their spiritual, but guess what? They are gonna be caught up into that net as well. There's people who are dealing with low self-esteem caught up in that net. There's people right now who don't know who they are who's gonna be caught up into that net. There's different different types of people every kind of fish is in that net yeah. hear me but then he talks about also caught up into this net can I deal with what the text says 
as the bad fish. Now, can I explain to you what is good versus bad in God's eyes? I know this is going to deal with some of you who are watching this that thinks because you are morally right in your own eyes, that makes you good. <laughs> in God's eyes, you're a sinner. <laughs> because ladies and gentlemen let me tell you something you can be caught up in the net and going to church but until you have converted your heart oh my god <laughs> ladies and gentlemen you are still part of that bad fish that is gathered from the good oh my god and is leading to a place of destruction i don't care who you are in god's mind only those who are good are the ones who have genuinely received jesus christ as the lord and savior of their lives let me tell you something god's plan for eternal life was that people would accept their son oh my god why do you think that the first thing that Jesus said was repent ye therefore for the kingdom of God is at hand? Ladies and gentlemen, the only ones that God considers good is the ones who had a repentant heart. <laughs> oh my God. And confess their sin. And he said those who are bad, ladies and gentlemen, the bad ones are those who are unrepented who have not truly been converted. Let me tell you something, the reason why there's people who are bad that mixes in the church. Can I, can I show you, can I show you a reason why? It's because the church stresses morality, virtue, and ethics, and justice. The reason, another reason why there's some bad that are mixed in because the church offers a social standing and opportunity. Oh, let me get on this one. I don't even want to go here. But can I go here? There's some people that want to become pastors because that's the only thing that somebody would allow them to lead. Oh, my God. It doesn't mean that they were called to anything. That means they were nothing but charlatans and they want to take advantage of people. They want to take advantage of, oh, my God, the weak. And that's why they got in the position so somebody can call them a pastor. So somebody can call them a so-called apostle because they wouldn't be nothing if they didn't have that it provides them some type of social standing because they ain't good enough to do nothing outside of it so what they do is they get into church and they played a part. That's why you can't, that's why some of them old, older deacons and something like that and sitting in churches. And they're saying that because it's the sick. Oh my God. It gives them some type of validation that I'm a deacon, that I'm an usher with white gloves. It gives them some type of form of, oh my God, some form of validation. And so the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, that you have the bad mixing in to the church because it offers some type of social standing. It's good on the resume. I'm the chief executive over funds here at so-called church. Gives you some type of validation. Another reason why, ladies and gentlemen, that people uh, 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 mix in bad, mix into the church, because the church instills a sense of spiritual security to some. Another reason why the church offers some degree of authority and direction. That's why some mix into the church. That's why some mix into the church. And all of the reasons that I've just given to you are, have nothing to do with making Jesus their Lord. It's, this, it's about what the kingdom offers. The features that it may offer with it. Instead of getting what the true benefit is. 
And so there's bad that mix into the kingdom of God. And this is what challenged me about this whole series. And it's coming to realize, well, Brandon, why is there so much, you know, the church this, the church that, ladies and gentlemen, I cannot stand here to tell you this has been going on since the days of the apostles. There has been bad to mix in the good, especially with something new that was coming along. May I remind you there was a man, Ananias, and his wife that got into it. They didn't do right by the funds. God killed them right there in the New Testament. Why? Because in a new movement like this, it could not be affirmed that. You, you could not. God was sending a message that, listen, in this new movement, you can be. This is not a game. That's why the scripture also talks about in the book of Acts where they marveled with them, but they saw the seriousness of it and they did not get with and they didn't join and be a part of it. But they but they but they respected them. Are you hearing me? And that's why some of bad mix into the kingdom. This is not a game, ladies and gentlemen. People, this has been happening since the apostles and, and Paul had to consent. Paul and the rest of the apostles were contending for the faith when bad doctrine and theology has creeped in. I cannot control the bad apples. All we can do is contend for the faith and give you the truth. But it's also imperative on your end to know the truth for yourself so you won't sit under some type of manipulation. You can only be manipulated when you don't when you're ignorant and you don't have any knowledge. <laughs> my God, help me in this room. It's hard for you to be, oh my God, manipulated if you got the word of God right in front of you and you have the understanding of it. That's what would keep more people in check and get in control if you knew the word. Can I go a little further, ladies and gentlemen? The reality is what I'm telling you is, is that this will go until the Christ, until Christ comes back. You will always have bad among it. The reason why you will always have the bad among it is because of the attraction that the kingdom brings. And you will not know who is who until Christ comes back. But watch what I'm saying. It is not our job to be trying to figure out who is who. It is only our job to cast the net. <laughs> it is not my job to say who is really saved, who is not really saved. I don't know. All my job is is to do is cast the net. Are you hearing me? That's my only job. Can I give you one more and I'm getting out of here? It says, look, and the Bible says it not only does it. Uh, let me give you First uh, Timothy chapter five, verse 24, verse 25. I thought this was very interesting when I when I read it. It said some men's sins are clearly evident. Preceding them to judgment, but those of some men follow later. Likewise, the good works of some are clearly evident and those that are otherwise cannot be hidden. Ladies and gentlemen, what Paul is saying here and um, to, to, uh, to Timothy is that there are some sins that are just blatantly evident that happens in the church. Some things are just blatantly evident, but guess what? There's other things that have been well disguised. Well hidden people that you would have never known that would have, you know what I'm saying? Never know that way. I really thought they were going to make it to heaven, but guess what? Eventually it was going to catch up to them and they're going to be found. 
That's what the text is saying. That's what Paul is saying to Timothy. Eventually, there are going to be the good. You, you Listen, you can see that evidently, but there are just some, ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to see on the eye. This is not going to happen, but you'll see on that great day. Here's the other thing I want to give you. It says here, the kingdom of God, it says the net is drawn when full. The other part of the text, it says, uh, it says it here in verse uh, 40 of, in verse 48, in that when it was full, they drew it up on the beach. That when it was full, they pulled that large net out of the sea. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Jesus said, no man knows the hour nor the time when the son of man, oh my God, hallelujah, shall return. Ladies and gentlemen, as long as we are here in the earth, there is a net that has been cast into the earth and God knows exactly when that net is about to be drawn up. Oh my God. Let me tell you something that God is giving every man and woman. Oh my God. Let me tell you something. The Bible said that God is good to the just and the unjust and meaning that God is so good to the unjust is that he's given them time to give and repent so that they also that when that net is oh my God drawn up ladies and gentlemen that they have an opportunity before that net raises up Oh, my God, help me in this room. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here to cast a net because there is a time that's coming. Jesus said it himself. He said, work while it's day because, oh, my God, night is coming where no man can work. Ladies and gentlemen, there is night that is approaching. I don't know when night is approaching. Jesus said it is not our job to know the hour or the time. We don't know. All we can do is look to the heavens. But we don't know, ladies and gentlemen. But he said, don't look over. Don't worry about all that. I want you to this work because there's people that needs to come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ ladies and gentlemen let me tell you something this parable to me is a parable of responsibility if you're going to ask me what I think about this parable it is a parable of every responsibility of every believer to know ladies and gentlemen let me tell you something you can look to government that ain't going to help you you can look to all of that other stuff they can legislate laws and it's good to have laws ladies and gentlemen but the only thing that we can do is cast the net out to so many so that people People's lives and hearts can be transformed. I know that's not a popular teaching. I know that's not a popular gospel. I know people are saying, I'm tired of pastor saying that type of stuff. Well, I guess you're tired of hearing what God says to, oh my God, the solution to man's problem is they have a sinful heart, ladies and gentlemen, and you can't legislate a sinful heart. I don't care what you say. Oh, these are cliches. Let me tell you something. You will cliche yourself and leave somebody to hell with that idea. The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, the heart is wicked and no man would know it. No man would know it. And what he's saying here, ladies and gentlemen, is listen, when that net is full, it's being taken out of here. That is being taken out of here. Hear me, hear me, hear me. First Corinthians, let me tell you something. When you're fishing, this is, this is, imper this is important right here. Fishing, this is what, what he's saying. Is, uh, well, let me give it to you. Isaiah 55 said it like this. God's word will not return void. That means it's going to catch everything. It's not going to return void back to him. There's, heaven is going to be full of people because <laughs> God's word is not going to return void. But hear me, watch this. While you're fishing, there's times where you're fishing, ladies and gentlemen, where you get quick results. And then there's other times when you're fishing when it doesn't seem like the results are coming as fast as you would like. 
Oh, my God. But no matter how slow or fast you see results, the thing about it is that the gospel is so effective is that no matter how fast or slow you're going to see the results, eventually you're going to see something. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. The Bible says in verse Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, verse 8, it says, Paul said, he said, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Ladies and gentlemen, let me stop right there. Is what Paul is saying. That let, me, let me tell you something. There are going to be some that you throw to Oh my God, there's some that you're going to throw uh, uh, and cast the net to, but, event, uh, but on that initial time, they won't be caught up into it. But Paul is saying that while you may plant the seed, another person may come alongside of there and water the thing, the seed that you sown into a person. But guess what? At the end of the day, God is getting the increase because there's another soul that's been snatched out of the hands of the kingdom of darkness. So then... Neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Verse 8 says, now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. At the end of the day, you're still going to get a reward for you throwing out that net. Oh, my God. Either whoever, whoever, it doesn't matter. It's about that God is getting the increase. It's about God getting the increase. It's about God getting the increase. And so he said they lifted it up. I'm coming to a close. The net was full. But hear me. And hear me again. After they gathered them up, the Bible says, and they drew it on the sea, that they sat down and gathered the good fish into containers. But the bad they threw away. So it will be. In that day, ladies and gentlemen, at the end of the age, where God is going to separate the faithful from the unfaithful, that God is going to separate the righteous from the unrighteous, where God is going to separate the just from the unjust, where God is going to separate, oh my God, the, the, the prideful and the heavy heart, oh my God, and the hard-headed from those who submitted and humbled themselves under God. Those are the ones who are going to see their great reward, and the other ones, God, the Jesus said, they'll be thrown away. They'll be cast away, ladies and gentlemen into the sea, uh, uh, into the lake of fire, ladies and gentlemen. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I mean, of teeth. And hear me, verse 51, I'll end on this. It says, have you understood all these things? They said to him, yes. They said, do you understand? Jesus said, do you understand? What I'm telling you. <laughs> Do you understand it? Disciples said, yes, Jesus took their word for it. But my question is, do you understand these things about what I've just told you about the kingdom? That I just, do you understand what I'm trying to tell you concerning this parable? That you are responsible for the net being cast. You have a responsibility to treat any person that is caught up into the net with love. This is how you distinguish those who are of the kingdom and those who are really not. Jesus said they will know you by the love that they have, that the love that we have for one another. Are you hearing me? It is not that hard to distinguish the real from the unreal. Just look at how the love that they share with one another. 
And I'm not saying a love that is passive. Y'all ain't hearing me tonight. Uh, this morning, it's not a love that is passive. It is not a love that say, oh, I'm going to let you do whatever you're going to do and it's all good. No, it's a love that also brings with accountability. Because people teach and they say, oh, Jesus, he God, he just loves us. Jesus said it, God said it clearly in his word. Those who he loves, he also chastises. Are you hearing me? That if you are really his, the way you know that you're a real child of God is through the chastisement of God. The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, you are not the judge. God is. <laughs> God is the judge. And you allow God in that day to separate who ain't and who is. It's not telling you to not be alert of those. It's not telling you because Jesus also told the disciples, he said, be aware of the teaching or the leaven of the Pharisees. Meaning, also meaning the teaching of the Pharisees that will try to come into the church. He said, be aware of them. It's not telling us not to be aware of those who may try to come into the kingdom of God and come with bad doctrine and theology and all that stuff. No, we still have a job to set them straight. But at the end of the day, we don't control what is in the net. TCF, if we're going, we're about to celebrate four years, and as we move forward, I'm I'm prophesying that the net is going to become fuller and fuller of fish, that as God as my, God is my witness, that God is about to break the nets that we have put out there, and God is about to break the nets that you've put out there. And let me tell you something now. You have to persevere with people. I know you've put it out there before them before, and they haven't said nothing yet. But guess what? You, you you just wait, but you just wait, and you keep casting in that out. Don't you be discouraged. Oh, well, here go that church girl again. Here go him who think he's saved again. Don't you worry about them, because guess what? You trying to save them their, their, themselves from hell. But in the, oh my God, in the Luke in the Luke passage in Luke chapter nine, Jesus also said, if they ain't trying to hear you, shake the dust off your feet and keep it moving some more, because there's other people that will respond with urgency to the kingdom message. Are you hearing me? I carry, I'm prophesying that even in a pandemic, God is about to break the net. Oh, my God. I don't know who I'm talking to, but TCF, I come to prophesy to our future. Let God break the net in the name of Jesus. I come to prophesy over your future. May God break the nets in your life. I pray it right now as you cast your, cast your net out there in every business field and everywhere you go. May God bring such an influx of opportunity where the nets break in the name of Jesus if you believe that let me see amen to the sound of thunder because God is about to break the nets and God is about to release us to dominate and bring forth the kingdom even more in a world in a region that is broken down we are coming to raise and bring the oh my God the kingdom of God suffers violence but the violent take it by force and our brother side the demonstration of the kingdom of God will be at hand God is a good God God is a good God and I give him name praise well if you're not saved I offer you
Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.